like lots of things, but there are three things I like most. Love, love, and love, and love, and love, and love, and love. Frequency transmission receiving, 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 You're about to experience ultrasounds, an uplifting soulful journey into the spheres of exotic electronic music. Brought to you by DJ E-Love. WMNF 88.5 FM Tampa. Music for your mind, body and soul. Kick back and get ready to seriously unwind. And tonight we are blessed to have Patrick Klemowesch. He's a multi-instrumentalist who's played for many, many bands from a wide range of styles, including Afro-Brazilian hip-hop and samba, reggae, and he's actually played with the Hip Abduction, which is a local band in Danfield. He's the designer and builder of acoustic and electric African harps and educated as a physician in a private practice, lifelong waterman, surfer, and paddleboard racer and we have patrick here in the studio with us greetings and welcome thank you uh, it's very good to be here thank you for having me i feel so blessed that you're actually live in the studio playing this gorgeous instrument so tell us about the african harps there's several of them so a lot of the history of the african harp is kind of shrouded in legend and um but most um, music historians will agree um, something approximating the modern forms of the harps um, came around somewhere in between the 13th and 15th century. So they're very old instruments, and they um, they are all what you call a, a chordophone or a, a bridge lute. So they are strings over a wooden bridge, and the wooden bridge is attached to a, a skin diaphragm, sort of like a banjo to make it resonate, and that's some of the, the oldest form of string instrument uh, in the world. And you can kind of trace the evolution of some of the African harps from harp form to something approximating a banjo, and then that um, went north and turned into the vihuela and then the guitar. And so you can kind of trace the evolution of a lot of string instruments back to the African harps. And what kind of skin is it normally used? Uh, mostly uh, calf skin for the cora, and then um, you can use anything from goat skin, and even um, some of them they'll make out of uh, the skin of a, of a caiman, like an alligator. Wow, that must be pretty amazing. Yeah. So they all resonate differently, correct? Correct, yeah. And, and um, we just heard t- two great examples of... Um, songs utilize modern songs use, utilizing the the ancient african harps the the first one um by one of the greatest uh, living kora players in the world uh, tumani jabate played that song mali sadio um with one of the best singers uh, ever from mali uh, mangala kamara um 
and um, they made that right before he died. It's a beautiful song. And the second one, you can hear um, uh, a couple of different um, pluckier sounding harps, and those are called um, Jolly Ingonis or uh, Master's Harps. Um, and those are more, uh, a, a lot more like a, a mandolin, uh, or even like if somebody were to hold a, a violin like a guitar and play it that way. So tonight, what are you playing? Uh, tonight I'm playing the, the kora, and the kora is a 21-string harp, and it's one of the three instruments used in the tradition of what's called jalia in, um, in West Africa. Um, and the jali are uh, a class of people. Uh, they call, in French, they, 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 they translate it as griot, and the, the closest word in English is probably something more or less like bard, uh, or storyteller, um, but they are a, a class of people who um, keep the musical tradition as well as um, the history of uh, people, family, uh, country, region, empire, etc., and they pass it on through uh, ceremonies and music. Beautiful. So you're going to play for us a tune? I will. Uh, I'll play uh, first a song uh, a traditional praise song called Sutukung.
listening to Patrick Klemowicz live in the studio right here in Ultrasounds on WMNF Tampa. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about the instrument in terms of its history and spiritual components or additional information that you can share with us. Sure, sure, I'd love to. Um, so again, it's a very old instrument and I think you can take from the fact that it, it, it has existed in its more or less its present form um, for somewhere around at least 500 years. That's a lot of staying power. So there's something about it that really speaks to people. And it's, it's, you know, it's unique enough in, um, uh, in, in, well, anywhere in the West that when people hear it or see you playing it, they're, they're really curious about it and they, and they, um, they're intrigued by it. And I think one of the main, um, reasons for that is that it has a way of reaching into people and, you can think about that on a spiritual level or almost like on a neuroscience level um, because it, uh, it gives the illusion sometimes of more than one instrument playing because of the way it's done. Um, if there's ever like a picture of it on, on your website, perhaps people will be able to see there are two rows of strings that have to be played independently, one by your left hand and one by your right hand um, with no, uh, no way of, of crossing those. Um, but at the same time, you're playing it with four fingers, a thumb on each hand, and then your two index fingers. And um, each of them plays three, uh, uh, there are three different parts for most songs. One played by the, the left thumb, one played by the right thumb, and one played by the two fingers together. So it, it, it both isolates your left and right brain, and it, it forces them to work together, but, but differently. Um, and I think for, for perhaps because of that, um, it uh, tends to put people who play it in a trance uh, to a certain degree. Um, and sometimes people are listening to it as well. Um, and the, um, the way that the jolly, the, um, the griots, the, 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 the players of the kora uh, in West Africa talk about it... Um, 
the the Korah is not um, something that belongs to um, to mankind, uh, to humans. It is uh, it's on loan to humanity by the jinn, who are the um, the uh, spirits um, of uh, well, usually in very difficult to get to places. The um, the rough translation in English would be a genie, um, but they uh, they tend to inhabit places like the desert and um, swamps and rivers far up in the in the uh, headwaters of a river. Um, and the original story of the the origin of the Kora that a lot of people uh, tell is about a guy named Kimintang Sisoko, who was sort of a brave adventurer, sort of like uh, in the tradition of Odysseus or, or Jason and the Argonauts, and he. But but he went by himself further up a river than anybody else had ever gone, and he um, he met a, a jinn, a spirit there that uh, taught him um, uh, to gather the the parts for the kora, which are very simple. It's just a, a one long stick for the neck, and then a, a gourd for the body, a calfskin for the resonator, and little bits of wood for the handles and the bridge, and the the, the jinn sort of performed spiritual magic and, and made it into a, a, a trance-inducing um, instrument for, for, for making music and uh, put 21 strings on it, um, seven for the past and seven for the present and seven for the future, which kind of corresponds to how you play it with the, the three sets of fingers. It's interesting because the 21 comes to a three and three is communication in numerology. It's all there. Yeah. So it's speaking to us through the sound. Yeah. So when I was um, just recently studying Kora in um, in Casamance in, in Senegal, um, one of the things that the the families of of Jali, the the elders, will tell a, a child um, either because the child is trying to learn music, or even if the child's uh, just been misbehaving or maybe needs a little, uh, say, attitude adjustment, um, they'll tell them, Koran Nininka, which, which means go and listen to the Kora. Not go, not go play the Kora. Not go work on your Kora or you know, do your scales or do this exercise. They'll say, go, Koran Nininka, go, go and listen to the Kora. Um, which, uh, man, just blew my mind after asking, finally asking, why do you, what do you guys keep saying to the kids? And saying, we tell them to go, go, go and listen to the Korah. And it's almost as if they speak about it, not like somebody's playing it, but more that it's, they're kind of channeling it. And um, so you have to learn how to let the Korah speak so you can listen to it. Beautiful. So let's hear the chorus speak. All right, so this is um, one of the oldest love songs uh, in the world, as far as I know. Um, it's a song called Jadabi, and um, I'll, I'll start by showing what I was talking about with the, the three different parts. So it'll start with the, the left thumb, and that's the bass. Thank you. 
listening live to Patrick playing the Cora. Thank you. That was absolutely gorgeous. Thanks. Thanks very much. It's actually quite mesmerising to be in here in the presence of you playing the instrument because the instrument is so multidimensional and it's really easy to trance out to. So I totally got what you were saying about these different components, spiritual components to the instrument. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And you're listening to WMNF Tampa Community Conscious Radio. This is the ultrasound show on every Thursday night, 10 p.m. till midnight. And if you're on Facebook, you can join us there, Ultrasounds Radio. And also music by Elav. And we have special guest who's been with us tonight in the studio, Patrick. And he's going to play some more Cora for us. But I really wanted to find out how you got involved with the Cora. How did you find that as your instrument? Oh, man. Um, I must have been about eight years old, and uh, my parents took uh, my brother and sister and and me uh, to New York City for the first time. And the thing I remember most clearly about that was being in the subway and seeing a man playing the Cora. And uh, I got stuck there watching and listening to it. And my parents were wise enough to see that and they just let they let me stay there. One of them stayed with me and the other one went back to the hotel with the rest of the family. And um, I, I sat there watching it for a, a long time. <laughs> I don't know how long. And until the the gentleman had stopped playing it and so we could ask him, you know, what's, what's the name of it and what's the story and, you know, uh, and, uh, and then so from about eight years old until um i think somewhere somewhere in my early 20s i just had to keep it in my mind that that thing was called a cora that magic thing was called a cora and every time i met somebody who played a a a unique instrument like a sitar or or something from you know outside of the the western canon i'd ask him do you know about a cora do you know about the cora oh yeah i heard about that it's you have to go to Africa to, to, to get one. Oh, okay. Someday I want to do that. And then I remember, I remember like it was yesterday, the first time somebody told me about the internet and I said, man, there's this, there's this thing and you can, you can talk to people from other countries and you can, and, and it's free and you can, you can send messages and you can look at pictures from different places and, and it, it's, it's so cool. And I thought, man, that's a way to, find out how to get a Cora and then it, but it turned out there was no there was nobody from West Africa on the internet at that at that point <laughs> as as bad luck would have it but there was this this uh amazing um gentleman oh man his name is slipping my mind right now and he had one of the original good old school HTML websites and um where they would you know they they would draw pictures by doing dot space 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 dot you know and the next line dot space 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 dot <laughs> and 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 he had um painstakingly um as a uh just his his own passion he had researched different instruments and he had instructions on the internet on usenet and then on the internet on on how to make almost any instrument in the world and I read that and thought, oh my goodness! And he had a, he had instructions for how to make a cora, um, and, and and then I realized you couldn't get a gourd big enough. <laughs> so again, it's a long process, a trial and error. But then um, uh, ended up, you know, improvising and making one out of some um, some some more modern materials for the resonator, um, and then eventually. Uh, 
as the internet kind of got more connected, found some other people that, that uh, were making them in, diff- in other countries like uh, France. And then one of the, one of the best choral makers in the world is, is um, working out um, in, uh, in Washington State. And he actually made the original version of, of this Cora, but it, you know it's been like a lot of them. It's been uh, taken apart and cannibalized and put back together and, and kind of uh, remade. Um, this one actually has a mixture of different kind of tuning pegs on it just to keep it keep it going. And all all Coras are, are kind of they're they're temporary. You know they they're made out of wood and skin and and fishing line and and it's it's they they have a lifespan and then. They senesce, and they can get really, really beautiful as they mellow out. And but they have a lifespan, and so they're 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 temporary. It's, it's one of the things that uh, they teach the, the the kids, the young the young jollies while they're while they're learning, is that the core is temporary, and you know so are you. But you're passing something on to the next the next generation. Wow. So, what are you going to play? Um, I think I'm going to play a little improvisation on another one of the uh, the more famous praise songs, um, which is just an instrumental, and it's called uh, Tutu Diara, which is um, about a great king um, who um, uh, was, uh, um, I believe, uh, dates back almost to the 17th century. So it's a very, very old song. One of the really cool things, um, right before I play, I just I thought you'd be interested to hear this. That um, once somebody decides, once a jolly decides to make a song, it's it's a um, it, it can be almost thought of like an ode, um, where the song, the rhythm, or the melody, or the combination of those two things, bears the name of the person um, for whom they created it. So if you were a, um, you know, a, a, an emperor and you had your, 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 your jolly, who's like your advisor, your historian, the person that reminds you of the past and, and gives you wisdom, and if, if you, the two of you jibed well and they had something really good to say about you, they would write a song, and that was your song. You became that melody, and forever you will be... When, when people hear a certain rhythm or a certain melody, they remember you. So you live, you live in that, you, you know. In, man, it's a different world. There's, I can't think of a single thing that's like that nowadays other than a song you recognize because somebody wrote it. But it'd be like if, I don't know, instead of it being called Shave and a Haircut, that rhythm, it, you know, was, was called, you know, E-Love. <laughs> that's, that's yours forever. As, as long as people can play it or, or, or sing it, that's yours. So this is, this is a, a, one of those praise songs, and it's called Tutu Diara.
<laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> totally gorgeous. Thank you, Patrick. We have been listening live to Patrick Klemowicz and he's playing the Chora for us, which you can hear in the background. He is tuning his instrument <laughs> as we speak. So tell us a little bit about the culture. So um, the, the, the Chora is a, an instrument that dates back to the Mandinka Empire, which um, encompassed uh, a lot of West Africa, including modern-day Senegal, uh, Gambia, Burkina Faso, um, Mali, uh, and all the way down to the Guineas, Equatorial Guinea and Guinea-Bissau. And um, so it's, it's a, you know, nowadays it's used in all those different countries. Um, again, it's a traditional instrument used in the art of Jalia, uh, the, the class of people called Jalis, who are the, the historians, the advisors to the, the royalty or to the um, the warriors um, and the um, the teachers of, of of history, music, culture, legends um, to the younger generation. And um, nowadays, you know, roles shift over time. And most of the the jollies nowadays, um, their 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 role and the way that they make their living is by uh, performing at all of the different ceremonies um, that. Uh, Mandinka uh, people um, uh, go through uh, um, as rites and, and rituals, and um, the main ones being uh, the naming of a child, um, weddings, funerals, um, and coming of age for uh, for a young man. Um, and one of the the really amazing things you you, you can't become a, a jolly. You have to be you have to be born into it, and um, you know, uh, from from being able to, to go and hang out um, with my, my amazing, wonderful teacher, uh, Morakeba Kuyate, um, this this year in Senegal, I got to see the way that the the the, the family and the and the clan and the whole society works and incorporates and uses and understands music. It was it was such a magical. Experience. I'm very grateful to uh, Morakeba for for taking me and and, and uh, allowing me the privilege to to partake in that and to, to to learn from it. And so I want to give a shout out to Morakeba Kuyate, um, who right now is a uh, amazing Senegalese chora player, and he's he's living in Orlando um, part time and in Senegal part time. Um, and uh, he, uh, you can you can. You know, find videos of him online, and um, he also has music for sale on on iTunes and CD Baby and other places. Um, so if you check him out, you will will not regret it. Morikeba, M O R I K E B A, um, and just searching that, you'll you will find him. Um, but uh, the um, the modern day, you get to you get to see how how they've adapted and and taken the 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 incredible wealth of knowledge and, and history and culture. Um, and so one of the reasons I think that you can't become a jolly, you have to be born into it, is because from day one you're learning this and you're incorporating it. And, you know, the, the, the infants spend time on the lap of the core players just touching the instrument and, and soaking it in and, and being being sung to. And, and, um, and the... Uh, 
the the jali the 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 working and practicing jali has to be able to go to any naming ceremony and when he knows the name that's going to be given to the child has to be able to advise the relatives and the and the child in their spirit of the history of that name and the history of the country and the people and where that name comes from and how it relates to history and um and and spirit and legend and they have to they have to be able to do that for thousands of names and and it's mind-boggling and and I, you know the first question i immediately asked uh morikawa after i went to i went with him to a to a naming ceremony and he entranced the audience for hours telling the story of of the name and then told the story of the family's uh uh um well their 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 clan their 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 tribe um and and told the history to them and all the all the adults were getting the children to listen to him tell the legends of their of their family and um and it was just pouring out of him and and for literally for hours and as soon as we were done with it and you know kind of got back to reality and i asked him man what happens if you go to an, a naming ceremony and you, and you can't remember <laughs> you know the story or, or have the connection he says again it's it's sort of a kora nininka listen to the kora and let it let it tell you and and um there's always some way that they can they can relate it, it it's it's a really different way of experiencing and connecting to music i i i can't think of anything that really um to, that parallels it in 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 the west it's 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 really amazing stuff and life yeah and and life and at at the at the drop of the hat um and the the really one of the other really cool things is seeing jolly um jollies from from different places and when they get together they can instantaneously start working together and they they feel how the other person is playing and singing and they'll incorporate the song together and and tell us one of them will tell the story while the other one you know is taking a break from singing and but all over a shared rhythm it's really really powerful stuff okay so what are you going to play for us this time um i'm going to play one more song um and this is um uh, a, an old traditional song um called alalake um with uh, a lot a lot of the really um great uh and and popular and and long lasting songs in the mandinka tradition have almost like a an an asap quality to them where there's a there's a, a moral or a um a, a saying that goes along with it and that was one of the really cool things uh, uh i learned as i was starting to learn a little bit of mandinka language is people talk a lot of in they talk a lot they speak in in proverbs kind of like in uh in in old school you know Jamaican culture the where or you know um or really old um um you know downbeat or reggae music where a lot of the lyrics are are proverbs you know the stone that the builder refused has become the cornerstone there's all kind of songs with with these great proverbs that make you think and they say a lot with a little and the same things true in in Mandinka. So this song is Alalake and, and it's Alalake sila sila wajang make 
kobe kali baile kari baile alabara jongtobala which which means um essentially you know man makes his plans and and, and god laughs and, <laughs> that makes and, sense yeah. <laughs> um but yeah my um my 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 favorite my favorite saying i learned um in um in kazamans in senegal they say tantan koso ninja nanya bukatanyola nkavonyoma which which uh is what they they'll tell um one of the children when they're when they're supposed to be listening to the core and they're supposed to be um paying attention and listening to the core but as you know children adolescence uh uh do sometimes the mind can wander and so they'll say that to him tanakoso ninjunaya which and it, and it literally means look you cannot play the drum with two hands if you're scratching your butt <laughs> <laughs> in other words you know keep your keep your mind on what you're doing and, and listen to the core but okay so this is a song called alalake <laughs>
was beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for coming tonight. It's yeah. been an absolute pleasure. Oh, man, the pleasure is mine. Thank you very much for having me. And such a beautiful journey between the music and the stories and the, the history. There's yeah. so many layers. Oh, man, I feel so lucky to have been able to, I don't know, to be, able, be alive at a time when it's, it's possible to learn about things from the other side of the world and and you know connect with people that way with all the bad things we were talking about this earlier with all the bad things that you know you can say about the internet and social media it, it, there are some some little jewels of, of of you know light and goodness in there and i think one of them is that it's allowed people from very different places that never would have never would have met each other or or linked up um, to connect through music and it's, it's one it's a it's a beautiful thing um, you know even if you don't speak the language with somebody uh, the same language as somebody you can you can communicate through through music and you can sit down and and play together and and connect on a, a totally different level um, um, and that's I guess that's one of the main reasons I, I do what I do it, it never gets old I love it and thank you, thank you, thank you for taking time out. <laughs> hey, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm very happy to be here with you and, and uh, in your great show. I, I thank you for having me on. Pleasure. We'll have you on again. Maybe when your teacher comes into town, we can do something together. Oh, I would love that. And I'm sure he would as well. Totally. Cool. Thank you. You've been listening to Ultrasounds with DJ E-Love on WMNF Tampa. Peace and love until next week.